episode 30. Good morning, hello, hello, back again with episode 30, kind of a milestone. Um, I think every 10 is a milestone and 50 will be a big deal. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of get into uh, Reddit, answering Reddit um, subject, speak on a, a Reddit post I recently saw. Um, so I'm just going to get right after it. Um, so the title of the Reddit post is age 48, starting over, so many goals feel like so little time, how to prioritize. And the post reads, I'm 48 with two kids, and over the last eight years, I have started over in many ways. I got divorced, relaunched my career after being a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and recently remarried. I feel like I have several important goals that all need simultaneous focus, and I'm having a hard time prioritizing them. They are growing my emergency fund, pay off my student loan, save for retirement, buy a house, and help contribute to my kids' college education. Both are starting college within the next couple years. Emergency fund. Mine is worth one and a half months of living expenses and growing, plus I religiously use the envelope budgeting system, so I also have separate sinking funds for car repairs, medical repairs, etc. Debt. I have no debt except for $23,000 with student loans that's on COVID forbearance. Retirement. After being a stay-at-home mom for so long, I'm behind on my retirement savings and only have $50,000 saved. Home ownership. I owned a home with my first husband. However, we managed our money poorly and with his and when his business went under, forcing us to sell our home. I'm re- renting now and desperately want to have a house of my own again. But in my area, that's a faraway goal. College. I've got two kids that are starting college in the next year or two. They have about $60,000 each in their 529 plans. It's enough to make a debt in their college tuition, but not enough to avoid taking out student loans. I have a steady job making $78,000 a year. The most I could probably make in my career is $110,000 a year. I've now remarried, and my second husband, who did a career switch, is finished finishing his education. He's making $35,000 a year now, but we expect him to make $125,000 a year starting in two years. At the moment, we keep our finances generally separate except for household expenses, vacations, and one day buying a house. I'm curious to get advice about how to prioritize these goals. It seems like the standard advice is to keep building my emergency fund, then pay off my student loan, then invest in my retirement, then save for a house. If I follow this order of prioritization and go all in, I'm guessing it would take me two to three years to build my emergency fund and pay off my student loan. In the meantime, my retirement would be neglected and I'm already 48. Not to mention my kids would be halfway through college with little financial assistance from me beyond those 529s. And then there is the dream of home ownership again, which I haven't yet funded at all. And in this market at 20% down payment is at least $140,000 for a condo or $200,000 for a house. I feel like I have many pressing needs and none, none of them can be neglected for long. Is it wrong to try to contribute to all of them at once or is it better to focus on one at a time? Thank you for your input. So I chose quite a long post, um, but I think this is great and I think that it is a great picture of many people's situation. So I wanted to touch on it a little bit. So I, I made some notes. Um, I think some important things are she's 48. Um, she has one and a half months worth of living expenses in her emergency fund debt, um, even though she said she doesn't have any debt, um, $23,000 in student loans. Um, she doesn't have much of a retirement account. Um, she wants a house. She wants to help send her kids to college. She's making $78,000 a year. Um, and she has separate finances with her husband, um, and her husband will soon make $125K. So there's a couple things here. I do think it would be a mistake to try to tackle everything at once. 
Um, I think that when we have uh, a laser-like focus on one particular thing, one particular piece of our personal finances, we're able to see traction faster, which will only propel us to stay motivated and, and attack the other pieces more aggressively. So I would say let's take a look at each section and each goal that you have and only focus on one at a time. Um, generally, though, before we even talk about any goals and where we're going to allocate money, <clears throat> excuse me, it stuck out to me in this post that she said the, that her and her husband have generally separate finances outside of household expenses and saving for a house, she said. I would first advise her to talk to her husband and get on the same page and start sharing finances 100% with her husband. Not only is it going to help having the household both on the same page and not having two people working for two different things, right? They should have generally the same goals that they can both allocate money toward and attack together. Number one, that's going to be accountability for each other, right? They're both going to be focusing on the same thing. They're both going to be motivated and they're both going to hold each other accountable. It also increases the amount of money we're able to work with, right? So instead of the 78000 that she's making, um, it'll be whatever it would be, about 110 with the husband's $35,000 a year salary now, but then it will shoot way up to over 200, it'll be almost $210,000 a year they'd have to work with in a couple of years when the husband finishes the degree and lands a job. So that would be my first recommendation, get on the same page. Um, and that's really kind of a non-negotiable because if you guys are both working toward two separate things, it's just going to, it's going to drag on and on and on and on. And I could see some relational things happening when one person might be super aggressive with somebody and the other person might not be super aggressive. And it just, it screams like you're going to need counseling soon. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about the actual, the financial side of things. Um, if it were me, I, I would be good with my one and a half months emergency fund for now. Okay. There's a little bit of Dave Ramsey coming out of me. I'm not going to go as far as to say she needs to get her emergency fund down to $1,000. She has kids. She has a husband. Um, they, you know, they have household expenses. I think she keeps her emergency fund where it's at. I first would focus on the student loans, even though they're in forbearance. <clears throat> and if I'm clear on, if I have right understanding on how this forbearance works is that if you make payments while in COVID forbearance, um, all of it goes toward the principal of the loan. So what a great time to allocate all of the money coming into the house. That's extra. The margin that I talk about on my website. Allocate all your monthly margin to getting rid of the student loan deal because she might not be paying toward it right now and throwing money toward the emergency fund, but COVID forbearance isn't going to last forever. So that's going to be another monthly expense of things she's having to shell out every month. She just needs to get rid of the student loans. Okay. I would imagine, depending on how willing she is to budget, which it sounds like she's doing a pretty good job of if she's doing the envelope system, that this student loan debt won't last too, too long. Maybe a year, maybe maybe a year and a half. You should be able to get, get through that $23,000. Maybe two years, right? Especially when the husband lands that job after school, they're going to be able to get rid of that thing really quickly. Okay, so student loans, get rid of those things first. <clears throat> when it comes to living expenses... I would recommend, oh, we've got a little feedback here. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, when it comes to the emergency fund and living expenses, I always recommend three to six months. Um, you know, maybe if her kids are truly going to be in college in a year or two, maybe she stops at the three because she's not going to have 
two kids to take care of. Uh, maybe she's very, very risk averse and an emergency fund is really important to her and she goes to six or six plus. That's totally fine. But then at that point, I would I would go ahead and fund the, the emergency fund fully. She will be able to use all of the money that she would have been paying toward the student loan to accelerate her emergency fund funding. Okay. Um, when it comes to... So I guess we'll talk about retirement. So after she... <clears throat> After she paid off the student loan that I, I would start contributing to a retirement account. So I take that back. Particularly if her employer offers a match, um, I would start contributing as much as your employer will match because we want to take as, as much advantage of that free money that the employer will give as possible. Okay. So first is going to be paying off that student loan debt, then start retirement up to what the employer will match, then contribute to emergency fund. And those are kind of simultaneous. Um, when it comes to students' college, um, unfortunately, I'm going to say I wouldn't invest more um, than, than it's already allocated. $60,000 per kid um, is a healthy amount. Will it get them all the way through college with no debt? Well, possibly not, but your kid also doesn't need to go to an expensive school, doesn't need to go to a private school. They can start off in community college. They can also work while they're in school. Um, and if, if she is willing to clean up her finances quickly enough, um, she will be able to help, possibly, if she wants, um, after she's cleaned up a little bit with her emergency fund funded and the debt paid off. So that dream of helping the kids out and having $100,000 each for them, um, I think she needs to kind of lay that down, okay? And it, it would be good for the kids, in my opinion, to work a little bit while they're in school. Um, when it comes to a home, um, that's going to be last on the list for me. It's going to be last on the prioritization list. And not because I don't think that that's important, but because that's purely a need, or excuse me, it's purely a want. Homeownership is a great thing, um, but if your back office isn't in order, <laughs> call it the back office. And what I mean by that is all of your other finances, right? So your debt and your income and your investing and your retirement, um, your other goals, if your back office is in order, it can be a curse, not a blessing. Okay, so she has this desire. It's a great desire. I, I would advise her to strive for this desire, but it's going to be toward the end of the list um, because she wants to make sure that she has the, the very important things, being an emergency fund and being out of debt and you know stabilizing the income, <clears throat> whether it be her or her husband, and joining forces with her husband to have shared finances. Those things are going to come first, in my opinion, um, to buying a home. But when she does get to the buying a home phase, she's going to be in great shape because she will be investing in retirement. And maybe she wants to start investing more aggressively than just the employer match, right? She says she's 48. Um, she's closer to retirement than me. <laughs> so maybe she wants to start contributing, you know, 15% of her income to retirement. Maybe she wants to start allocating, you know, an extra 10% of her income to investing, well, the more the more aggressive she is toward retirement investing, the less aggressive she will be able to be to purchasing a home. But that's totally her choice. She didn't ask. She didn't ask for that in her post. But that would be the last step: is is saving up for a down payment on a home, and she would put all of her extra margin that she has outside of everywhere she's allocating her money every month to sticking it to a high yield savings account. You know that I love Yada. Um, I've been using it for a while. Um, and there's a referral link down in the description if you want to get 100 free tickets for signing up for Yada. It's just a high-yield savings account. 
but she would do that, throw her money in there um, for her down payment. And then when she gets that $120,000 or what have you, which is a very steep number, um, she would be able to achieve her dreams um, in several years. And, you know, whenever their income, if they decide to combine them together, her and her husband, um, they have a very healthy income to be able to be very aggressive with that saving process, with this whole process, really. Um, so they're very fortunate in that aspect. So um, I thought that was a fun one. Um, a lot of moving pieces, uh, but I thought it would be good to kind of break that down. I think that, you know, she is a great example of having all of these goals out in front of her, as she should, right? It seems like she is very dialed into her finances, what she wants, where she's at. That's awesome. But I think we all find ourselves there where we have like 20 things that we want to accomplish and we try to we want to try to do them all at the same time. But really, I think it's best to address one thing at a time and have a unified focus on those things and kind of work your way down the list of importance. Um, I also think that, you know, she seems probably like a great person where she wants to help her kids through school. But I also think it's important to remember that not all of us are going to be able to fully help our kids go through school, especially with the prices as they are today for, for tuition, especially if our kids are unwilling to do something like community college or get scholarships, um, what have you. Right. So address the needs first, then go to the wants. Um, so anyways, that's all that I wanted to share with you all. Um, if you have not been to the new designed website, you can go to www.millennialecon.com. There's lots of fresh content there. Um, we did speak a little bit about a high yield savings account, which is basically a savings account that has a higher interest rate um, than your normal savings account you'll find at your credit union or bank. I love Yada because they kind of gamify it. Um, you get a drawing each week um, based off of how much money you have in there um, in your account with them, and the prices are range all the way up to a Tesla, $10 million. I mean, it's a legitimate deal, and I've been using it for a while. So if you're interested in that, there's a referral link. If you sign up with the link and use code MILLENNIAL, whenever you sign up, you'll get 100 free tickets into that week's drawing. Pretty cool. But yeah, that's all I got. Until next time, thanks.